Please. Oh, no, I watched her. <laughs> <laughs> Get out while you can. Okay. Yep. Whatever. Please note, this podcast contains adult themes and curse words. We will do whatever we want. Listener discretion is advised. If you are looking for um, a podcast about Mayim Bialik's sitcom Cat Lady or whatever it's called. Oh, I've heard about that. Also, I've never heard her name said out loud. Isn't it Miriam? I don't know. Are you looking for a slow news day? Mm. My username and password for my shopper's optimum card? Or a DIY treatment for a clogged drain because my drain has been clogged for two days and two <laughs> bottles of Drano did nothing? Uh-oh. <laughs> I know. This is not, this is not the, the podcast for you. For you. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. We survived and then the news happened today and it's it's a crazy day so Oof. Oof. um we said this earlier for the patreons we'll say it to you listeners our this is not a political podcast we know nothing about politics but my heart goes out to americans and what's happened today and we decided to go ahead with recording though because um positive energy is good energy yeah and um it's our collective hearts that go out so it's not just yours even I didn't want to speak is, for you, but I knew that mine is care. in a block of ice, but Oof. it's still in there. It's still in there, and it's got like that kind of like nice bluey, like opalescent glow because it's in the ice. Really? And so people are like, "Oh, I want to put some like transcendental music to that and get my yes. heart's frequencies on." That's it. also my credit cards in there after Christmas. It's in a oh. block of ice. I should have done that because with I've the heart shopping. I have also well, I bought a hundred and fifty dollar heated blanket dual zones mm-hmm. so when i'm sharing it with my bear oh. that's what i call john just kidding um well <laughs> anywho's little sponsor action here i'm just gonna say hey folks we want to take a moment to thank fan sets for being the presenting sponsor of trek geeks podcast network and we wish them all the success in the world in 2021 Every episode we do, it is a delight to tell all of you the latest releases from fan sets because we know that you want the very best pins available and they are always hard at work to bring you new and exciting additions to your growing collection. And for the first month of the new year, one of the new pins is going to be Cristobal Rios from Star Trek Picard and also Little Lies. Um, so head on over to fansets.com, put a bunch of pins and accessories in your cart, and then enter the special code word rewind in all caps at checkout for an amazing 10% off your entire order. And don't forget, if you are in the US and spend more than $30, you also get free shipping. Lucky fansets. Our pins have character, and we thank our friends at fansets for being the presenting sponsor of Trek Rewind and the Trek Geeks Podcast Network. Thanks, Fansil. Thank you. Um, it's time for some roundtable action and then i'm gonna follow it up with a little bit of trek gossip that i got for you let's do it so what have you got for me girl how are you happy new year welcome to the podcast started choking on my own spit perfect I'm okay. Um, yeah, I'm fine. I'm good. I'm flat out still. Work doesn't stop. That's fine. I had three days off. It was glorious. I got spoiled at Christmas. I got um, all sorts of really nice gifts from my fam and from John and was able to relax a little bit. And what else is new with me? That's interesting to share. I ate like two servings of pasta tonight instead of one serving. I had three. <gasps> yeah, you did. I hate my life. <laughs> I was like, I should really use up this spinach in the, in the fridge. I'm like, or this giant freaking pack of Unico spaghetti's looking at me. That sounds good with cheese. Still, I'm down, I'm down three pounds. Um, mm. It's probably because I'm 
of the explosive diarrhea. Anyway, <laughs> it was a very rich holiday season. <laughs> I'm not going to cut that out. I'm leaving no. that in. I'm happy. And if anyone has any treatments for explosive <laughs> diarrhea, other than Imodium, I'm looking for anything, people. <laughs> at, um, yeah, at me on Twitter and I'll pass <laughs> on the information. I can't wait. Appreciate it. Sarah, how you doing? Oh my God. You know what? I had three things of baked pasta for dinner and I'm okay with it. Three things? Like three, like I had one like small bowl. Then I'm like, I'm going to have seconds. And then I was like, well, there's a little bit left. I'm going to have more. And it was a penne with like a ground pork and seasoned um, tomato sauce and then (gasps) baked with cheese on top, like provolone and mozzarella. (coughs) Sorry about the spit cough. Yeah. Cool. Um, but it was good and I'm happy about it. And that's, I'm not going to be mad about it because I am doing the couch to 10 K challenge app. 10 K. Apparently um, as of like middle of March, I should be able to run a 10 K, but we'll see. I have done three or four so far of my little walk jogs and yep. my hips hurt, my legs hurt, but I've been using fit on to do good recovery stretches and stuff. So it's been helping. Excellent. Exciting. Um, I, I blew did... out both my ankles when I did that Ugh. couch to 5k. Did you? Yeah. And then that a was physiotherapist funny. was like, Oh, don't do g- that. Your gait is really weird. And I was like, you want me to change my gait? That's anyway, that's weird. That's sorry. Like, that's, that's hard to do at this point. You know, the gait and the explosive <clears throat> anyway, <laughs> Um, moving on back to me. Um, sorry. Uh, no, I got nothing. I mean, it was a great Christmas and I've been treating myself. I've been spending a lot of money the last couple of days. I was like, yeah. Oh, look, a sale on sport check. So I got myself a new hoodie coming and some new runners, like proper running sneakers. And then I smart. saw that, um, my favorite little witch shop on Etsy had their little custom witch kits again, tickle your witch on Etsy. So I just bought myself something from there. And some books. Oh, I'm reading a really good book right now. I'm totally going to lend it to you after. It's called um, Becoming Supernatural. And it's by Dr. I don't know. I want to say Dr. Dispenza. I don't know. Anyway. Dr. Pepper. Dr. Pepper. Crystal Dr. Pepper. Um, Mm. It's a... I I don't want to say it's like the law of attraction because it's not, but it kind of is. It's the science behind brain waves and the power of thought and meditation with stories of people who have healed themselves by getting out of depression or getting out of negative thoughts and the science behind the workshops that he's done. And he's a neuroscientist. So there's a lot of like truth to it or believable science to it. And, um, it's really good. And it talks a little bit about the pineal gland and um, what the different waves that your brain hits at different times and how that affects the body and the energy and people who have used these different meditation techniques to just grow. So people become supernatural, oh. but it's not supernatural. It's very good. He's done a few books. So I just picked up another one today on Kobo. Um, he has one about kind of like you are the, I think it's called something like you are the placebo or like <sighs> be more than you think you can be. And it's just about that mindfulness of like, it's more than just thoughts become things like that's just, that's yeah. just fluff, but it's um, yeah, this it's really good. I really enjoy it. And I think you might really enjoy it too, because um I will. I know with somebody who steals, deals with health issues as a result of stress, um, this mm-hmm. talks about that a lot. And I think you would like oh, it. Oh, so. huge. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't wait. Other than that, I haven't been doing much. I've been rewatching Narcos because I'm re- I'm watching a show on Discovery about searching for Escobar's millions because I'm kind of like re-obsessed with like treasure stuff and treasure hunting. My dad gave me all of his treasure hunting books. And when we were there at Christmas, he's showing me all the stuff he found when he was metal detecting in England. And I'm like, I want to find a treasure. <laughs> so... Are you watching Oak Island? Oh, God, still. And digging down and beyond Oak Island. It's my Sunday night. (laughs) I love it. I hate it. I hate it, but I love it. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Uh, I looked for some truck gossip. What have I got here? Okay. Apparently, they're making a Star Trek Voyager documentary. 
and it was like put on pause or something. So now they've resumed production and there's like, um, uh, what is it called when people like try to raise money online? It's like a fundraiser, yeah, Kickstarter, Kickstarter, crowdfunding. Yeah. Thank you. <clears throat> that's a thing. So that's kind it of is. interesting. Um, especially because like last year was their big like anniversary year and everything kind of got kiboshed because of, yeah. you know, so did you hear about Scotty, the original Scotty, Jimmy Doohan's ashes? They've announced now that they smuggled them onto the space station 12 years ago and they've been up there and they weren't allowed to say anything because you're not allowed to smuggle anything. So apparently the ashes of the late um, James, James Doohan are on the space station. Oh my God. I knew that he was, I thought that he was shot into space, but I didn't know that, that Jean, they did it that way. Oh shit. Well, I think a few things, I think a few people who have passed have had that type of um, kind I of love cool that send idea. off. I know. Um, and lastly, apparently Chris Pine had made a comment about the Star Trek Kelvin timelines and said something about like, they deserve to have a future. So whether or not he means that he's included or not, um, I don't know, but people still seem to be talking about the Kelvin timeline movies. So. All right, cool. Mm-hmm. I'm into it. I can, yeah, I, I don't, I don't love them, but I don't hate no. them. It's movies, yeah. it's TV, it's entertaining, it's Star Trek. Exactly. Have I'm you been on board. watching, are you caught up on Discovery? Yeah. I just oh watched the finale my. yesterday. Oh, did you? Ah, I wish I could talk to you I about know. it. You're, okay, like, again, I think I said this before, but, like, I'm so proud of you Ooh. because you have not told me fucking anything, and I kind of hate you, too. But, like, no, I want to be surprised. I want to experience it, like, along with everyone else. Yeah. I just... All I'll say is that... The, the, only, the only thing I have to say about it is that the decision to replace Tilly with John Travolta was a weird one. And I don't know how they thought that we weren't going to see the difference. <laughs> Cause frankly, it's alarming. The hair alone. <laughs> the hair alone. <laughs> no, it, I, it's, it's been, it's been a great season. That's I fantastic. Love I love it. It's been oh, so I'm so good. glad. Everything so that's been glad. happening, like with um, the gatekeeper of forever from that original series episode, the guy from law and order or, or CSI or whatever. Um, when, um, yes, yeah, Philippa. that's who it is. Okay, thank you. I was like trying to play and Air Force that. One. I think he was on Air Force One. What? My favorite movie. It was on TV the day I recorded it. I love it. Oh my god, what? <sighs> it's so good. I love Air Force One. Get it's the heck so good. Off my plane. <laughs> you have to go, Mr. President. It's time. Oh, William H. Macy, you can do no wrong. Oh, and Glenn Close. She's gorgeous and. Our very favorite, Mr. Gary Oldman. Oh, Mr. Oldman, tell me another story about that time you drank $30,000 worth of alcohol in one night. I know. Where's oh. that guy? I want to party with that guy. Totally. So this episode that we are reviewing today is a little two-parter that we promised Ooh. last. Best of both worlds. Yeah. shit kidding birthright part one oh my god encounter at far point was that one or two episodes i think it was kind of two yeah Mm. what a weird fucking pilot episode eh yeah like so weird like they just threw everything in at once and like q i think they should have brought q in like season three Mm. anyway anyway do you want to do a synopsis for part one I do want to do a synopsis for part one. So are you Um, ready? Okay. Question though, quickly. Um, Do you want to do synopsis and then thoughts on that episode? And then we'll do the next synopsis thoughts on that episode. And then we'll do the fast facts at the end. Cause it'll be fast facts for both. A hundred percent. Yes. I love it. Rock and roll girl. Giving you the mic. Are you ready? Uh (laughs) I drop it. (laughs) (laughs) Look over here. Here we go. First off, I have to say that this episode, episode 10 of season six of TNG, has the following warnings alongside its PG rating, fear and sex. Ooh. Sounds just like my 14th birthday. <laughs> <laughs> We're hitting off 2021 strong. Just keep coming. Roller coaster. Um, <laughs> I'm Roller coaster. Is that a song? Sex and fear. Violence. 
<laughs> what would you call a roller coaster of sex and fear? The, I don't know. A trip to a Motley Crue backstage pass? I don't know. No, like the act, like an actual oh. roller coaster. The <laughs> name of it. Like, you're really good the at this kind of stuff. Orgasminator. Like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Forgasminator. For like a forced <laughs> gasminator. All right. <laughs> BDS emulator. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh, must the be zipper. <laughs> the zipper is fucking scary shit. <laughs> Followed by the haunted mansion. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. <laughs> Did you ever ride the Twilight Zone ride? Oh God! Okay, I went on it when it was the new Gal- Guardians of the Galaxy too. It was horrible. Okay, so I've only Oof. been on it when it was Twilight Zone, and it was just me and my mom because my brother. Tower of Terror. Yeah, Tower of Terror. My brother and my dad were like, "No, I'm not going on that." And my mom and I were like, "We'll do it, you babies." And I was like, "Twilight Zone." Like I never watched the show, and I kind of said to her, like, as we're going through the library or whatever, the living room of the set, getting ready to go on the ride, I was like. There's nothing scary like on Twilight Zone, like ghosts or anything, right? And she's like, no. And then, of course, like halfway through the fucking ride, you end up opening up the elevator and there's a family of ghosts. Family of ghosts. And I look at her and I go, you said no ghosts. I've <laughs> <laughs> like, known for one. Oh. You said no ghosts. <laughs> and you haven't talked to her since. It was an awkward oh, Christmas. Wait, she says hi. And also my dad says hi. Oh, hi. She also texted me. Yeah, I know you do. Back off. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, She also texted me and was like, don't forget to say hi to Sarah. Anywho. All right. Here we go. The Enterprise has rendezvoused with another starship near the Cardassian border. And the Admiral, who likes canapes from the last time, I think, comes (laughs) aboard. She says that she's here to relieve Picard of command. Chain of command? (laughs) We will see. Theme song. This episode has all your favorites. Brakes, Dorn, Gates, Sirtis, Spiner. Gilbert Godfrey? Stuart. It took me a second. Burton, shit. The Cardassians are being little this and that. And the Admiral hopes that the presence of the Enterprise at the border encourages negotiations. Picard, Crusher, and Worf are shuffled elsewhere. Some other jabroni, Captain (laughs) Jello or some shit, is assuming command. John, who's never seen this episode, thinks this guy will freeze when he needs to make a serious, significant decision. Picard is putting Worf and Crusher through exercises, though he isn't telling them what he's preparing them for. All of a sudden, everyone is somehow intent forward, including Picard and his away team. Picard reads out his relinquishment to Captain Jericho or whatever, and he transfers the command codes to him, telling everyone his authorization codes in the process. (laughs) I know there's some, like, voice recognition involved, but what the fuck? Come on. And we all know. Susan 69, Gamma Beta. <laughs> 69, 69, 69, Worf. Um, and we just, we know that Brent Spiner can do a good Picard. So like, anyway, doesn't matter. Uh, yeah. The senior crew exchange uncomfortable looks with one another, still speculating about what's going on. Beverly complains to Troy that her arm is sore from the exercises. Ugh. Why don't you try lifting a grocery basket once in a while, you bitch? <laughs> You're a doctor. You should have stretched ahead of time. Fuck. No doubt. And after. Warm down. Cool down. Picard asks the new captain for more intel, but doesn't receive any. John asks why Section 31 hasn't been brought in. I was like, well, who's this guy all of a sudden? I know. He's never Shut seen make this me a sandwich. This- <laughs> I like grilled cheese with bacon. Jellico says he wants a four shift rotation instead of three. And Riker is like, what the fuck? That's a lot of human resource drain, man. And the, the captain's like, are you saying that you haven't instigated the Delta shift yet? And Riker is like, did I stutter? And then captain, what's his face tells him to make it happen. I hate him. The enterprise is on course to meet with the Cardassians for reasons still unknown. 
Data points out that the interface does not allow for the strategies that the new captain wants. Data's like, it will take seven hours, and this episode, even though it's a two-parter, is less than three hours. The captain wants battle crews on each shift. He also instructs Riker to remove the fish from Picard's ready room so he can put up <laughs> shitty drawings that his kid did. <laughs> This guy reminds me, this is just an aside of me just being upset. This guy reminds me of some new fucking health minister coming on board and asking for the health system to be fixed in a week, even though we've been trying to fix it for decades. Troy comes into the ready room asking to chat. The captain, of course, is taking a warm approach to her. Pervert! He dismisses her concerns that the crew is uncertain with a new change in command and instructs her to take over as morale booster. And then he asks her to take to wear a standard uniform while on duty, which is fair. Be professional. So Picard is still on the ship. He's exhausted from his exercises. He's in his quarters. Riker visits, sees how tired he looks, and is like, ooh, you'll see you later next day. Picard talks with the new captain. The new captain is like, you're probably going to die, so good luck and remember to take your anthropology book or book about Shakespeare poems I can't remember. On the shuttlecraft, Picard tells Crusher and Worf that the Federation is concerned that the Cardassians are creating genetically engineered viruses to destroy all forms of DNA within days, and then the virus disappears. Worf is like, isn't it dangerous to use it? And Crusher's like, duh, yeah, that's why it isn't allowed. Even the Romulans don't use it. And then Worf does this, like, side-eye thing, where I think he's thinking that he could crash the shuttle into a star and avoid all this, but he doesn't. The mission is to, are you still there? Yeah, you're just on mute. I'm not on mute. <laughs> oh, you're Oh, you're just not you're, laughing along with me. <laughs> I was trying to get a photo of us and we'd be looking at each other in the camera. <laughs> um, the mission is to identify the potential virus development and stop it at any cost if it is happening indeed. Crusher, oh, Picard gives Crusher and Worf their marching orders. Worf notes that there are several barriers to accessing Cardassian space undetected, but Picard knows where to secure discreet passage. <laughs> he asks for Damon Sawlock on Targon 5 or whatever. The Ferengi he asks is not into giving him any info. Crusher steps up and, well, you know the rest. Do you know the rest? The away team is navigating through the caves, just like their previous exercises conducted on the ship. Some bats come out of nowhere and Worf loses his shit. I love bats. They're so cute. They're so cute. I used to love going to Crystal Gardens and seeing the bats. <gasps> Me too. Back on the prees. The captain is telling us about how the Cardassians work, particularly that they are a dominant species that is confident in numbers and slinky individually. He says he's going to make the Cardassian who's arrived in the boardroom wait for him to assert his own dominance. Back in the caves. The away team has to rappel down some granite for 500 meters. The stuntman did a great job. Back on the ship, the captain is a dick and offends the Cardassian and everyone's time is wasted. Back in the caves, the away team has reached the floor or whatever and is near the installation, which sounds like an art piece, but it isn't. It's not. It is. They are walking slowly and I forget what happens next. There is a lava tube behind a rock in the way of the next tube that they want to be in. Why do they want to be in that tube? And isn't there a better way than to go through the rock wall? There is an obvious path. It even looks carpeted around the rocks that would be easier to take. <laughs> Worf blasts through the rock wall. Back on the ship, there are now three Cardassians, and the captain is playing the role of a loose cannon. Oof. It is concerning and upsetting the Cardassians. John says, the Cardassians are ugly, and I am taken out of the scene. I say, you wait. <sighs> you wait for Goldicat. And I miss the point of the meeting, but there's like a thinly veiled threat about Picard's safety on his away mission. Back in the caves, it is a crossover episode with Dark. A rock slide happens for no reason, and despite being covered in several thousand pounds of rocks, Beverly is rescued within seconds unharmed. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> they are about to enter a new area of the cave system. There is no lab, no genetic virus making what? systems. What? It's a trap! Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> and he says that. I know! It's a 
twap. Someone shoots at them. They shoot back. Worf kicks some guy's ass. Then he gets stuck in a sliding door that's not designed to prevent death. The door closes. It's just Picard now and the Cardassians. Beverly forces Worf to retreat. Picard drops his hot potato. I mean, phaser. Hot phaser. <laughs> Back on the ship, the captain video conferences the admiral and says that the emissions were concerning the Federation have now stopped. She asks if he's heard from the away team, despite Picard being instructed to be radio silent during the mission. Fuck? What the fuck? In the Cardassian lab. <laughs> Is that him? Golda Cat? Join John join. John points to the Cardassian who is monologuing to Picard. Uh, I don't think so. Well, maybe. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't think Galdicott's in this episode at all. I know. I was like, <laughs> I don't think that's him. <laughs> you gotta watch. If you you gotta watch Deep Space Nine, at least the last three seasons. Mo- yeah, I was like, I'm staring at him. I'm like, that's not Casey Pigs. No, <laughs> like I know his eyes. Remember when we said hi to him that one time? <laughs> all right. What did we think about this episode? <laughs> You want you're asking me, or are you saying it just in general to the world? I'm asking. I'm asking you. Okay. Okay. Here's my notes. I like Jellico. I like his walk. I think mm-hmm. I'd work well with him, and I'd like to see more of him. I think Riker was a little bitch in this episode, and actually, now that I watch this show as an adult woman, if I had to work with him, I'd probably roll my eyes a fuck of a lot and bitch about him over Scrabble with Worf and Jordy. Yeah. I like seeing Beverly getting into the action a lot. And I wish her and Troy did more like that. Yeah. Riker was so pissed that he had to work. It's laughable. Everyone has been on autopilot. And it makes me think of when the ADM office moves onto your floor. And suddenly everyone is like, the fuck? I got to work? <laughs> it would take all staff two days. Um, So this is potentially war. Fucking get it done. <laughs> Um, Jellico looks kind of old to have a kid that's drawing elephants. <laughs> I find it odd that Picard couldn't tell Beverly and Worf the reason for their mission until they were on the shuttle. Like, do you not trust anybody? Seriously? Um, and then there was something about Dr. Crusher made a comment or a line about like, next time you try bringing it up the rear. And I thought that was really good. <laughs> that's what she said. The sass. Um, yeah, oh. sassy pants. I, as soon as I watched this, I just was instantly like, Fuck yeah, Jellico, get in there and get the job done. Everyone's being little bitches around him. This is fucking potentially war, and he's been come in to do a job, and everyone needs to put their little soft feelings aside and get to work. Was it explained why they chose Picard to go for the mission? I just find no. it so odd. Like, it's very, it's rare, especially watching Discovery, about how um, hesitant people are mm. to send a captain on an away mission, yet... <laughs> I love how Saru was just gone all the time. I, I know. And in TNG, like the away team is like legit Picard, Riker, Troy, Crusher, Worf, Data, Jordy, like yeah. the main components. <laughs> anyway, I thought this was a pretty clunky way to get a mission underway. I would have preferred Riker or someone else on the ship. Hell, Jordy to take the con while the captain was away. It didn't need the added confusion of Picard being taken away unless that was part of the whole ruse. Oh, maybe it was. <laughs> uh, it's good, though. You know what? It's a it's, good episode. It's a classic episode. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> is that is that him? Is that Goldicott? I don't I, uh... <laughs> Oh, my God. I, um, I mean, I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. There were, you know, the parts that I talked about, how it's like, why are you blasting through the wall for like an unnecessary rock slide Mm. when you could just take the carpeted path? (laughs) Such a sad... Deep deep thoughts. I know. Um, Before you you start yours, I am just going to get a refill. Uh, I need to get another beer. Here we go. We're doing it. We're in sync today. We are. And sync... God must have spent lit. Oh God, I can't get up. (laughs) Oh, my couch is too deep. And the rest. Make myself crazy. Anyway, doesn't matter. The hell are the NSYNC people up to now? I know Justin 
what's his face is married to Jessica Biel. That's a good match. And sync, what's his face, Lance Armstrong or whatever went into space, Lance Bass, Bass, Chris Kirkpatrick. Oh, and Jay. Walking back to the computer with the beer. I wrote this song, so it's not an issue for Spotify. Oh, shit. I was singing some real songs. I like that we both sang them, though. I miss going to Lotteria. Lotteria. We're not allowed to have karaoke, not even private bars. Ugh. I'm going to do a synopsis for part two. Ooh, 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 ooh. Are you ready? Yeah. Y'all ready for this? Dun, dun, dun. Here we go. Boom. Truth serum. What a nightmare, right? Oh, God, can you imagine? <laughs> Picard has given up all his secrets, and this is the drama I am here for. So here we're so here we are in a meeting that frankly looks way more interesting than any I ever attended for work. Three on three with a mustard ginger in the corner keeping watch. The Cardassians <laughs> don't fuck around at all. They show their cards. Boom, we got Picard. Riker is sent in a shuttle to the rendezvous point to see if any of the three that were supposed to be meeting them are there. Picard and the Cardassian from Titanic talks about gems or something boring, and then the captain is hung up and argues that torture is forbidden. I don't think this guy cares, Jean-Luke. He's stripped down, revealing a slamming bod, and his name is now Human. Worf and Beverly are in sickbay, having barely escaped to the Ferengi cargo ship. They are okay, but not pleased. No word on Picard. Jellicoe wants to move on, and Riker is pissy as usual. Picard wakes up, having been forced to stand sleep, which sounds horrid, but could be good for my spine. I will look into this, and I will let you all know on the next episode. Picard is thirsty and asked a very simple question and is asked a very simple question. How many lights do you see? He answers correctly. Four lights. This makes the Cardassian dude whose name I forgot mad. He is either incapable of basic math or this is a power tactic. Let's keep watching, shall we? Picard had something implanted into him and you guessed it. There is a little taser gun pad and that when it's pressed, it will cause pain. Back on the ship, they are shown evidence of Picard's capture, and when the Cardassian with nice teeth leaves a, leaves a fight ensues regarding Jellicoe wanting to leave Picard as a prisoner of war and consult with the Admiral. Riker yells, or has voice modulation, and is relieved of duty. <laughs> Data in red! Yes. Discussion is had about why Picard was lured. It is theorized that he may be forced to divulge tactical info or something. Jellicoe wants scans of the ship done discreetly by Geordi. A white ferret is brought in, and we are made to believe it is an alien animal, and I'm not buying it. A Cardassian child is lied to by her father about how humans treat children. They hug while their uniforms squeak, and we move on. I love how Picard's chair is like a standard boardroom chair with cheap gold side legs. I can't not focus on this chair. <laughs> Somebody in the prop department <laughs> needs like a gold medal for that one. I start to lose focus on this episode because I'm doing work at the same time. People are talking. Picard is lying down and being offered a trip home. But first, he bluffs saying they have Dr. Crusher and he'll start asking her questions. And Picard asks about Worf and is told that he is dead. Picard defends Beverly, saying she knows nothing, and then he returns to his chair and says that he will stay as opposed to being sent home. Jellicoe thinks the Cardassian fleet is hiding in a nebula, and he wants to hit it before they can quit it. Can we hit it and quit it? The senior crew worry he could be wrong, and hundreds of lives could be lost. The topic is moot. It's approved and going forward. No one likes him, they leave pissed, and he knows it. Picard is offered hard-boiled eggs that look large and a side plate of what looks to be black beans, squash, and water chestnuts? Maybe tofu, perhaps? The egg has slime living in it. It looks disgusting, and he devours it like he was in an episode of Survivor. While eating, the Cardassian talks of his youth, and Picard throws it back in his face, saying how now he'll see him as a scared little boy. This pisses off the Cardassian, of course, and Picard digs in that knife, saying he pities him. He's breaking him, and he knows it. And then he yells out, there are four lights! No one even asked. But the button is pressed and left on, and Picard yells at him and starts singing in French. Jellicoe bonds with Jordy over pilot talk, and Jordy says Riker is the best man for laying mines, not to be confused with laying pipe. 
Ew. Ricard. Sex. Ricard. <laughs> Ricard. Riker. Riker is a reading. Ricard. It's like the Tuvix. Yeah. Riker is reading in a silk shirt when Jellico walks in. Musician? It's painful small talk. But when Riker says he plays jazz, I'd have paid $47,000 to the writers of this episode to add in the line of Jellico saying, could you play me Nightbird? If you can oh. play it, you can have your job back. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, they throw jabs at each other saying things like, I don't like you. I don't like you either. Truths are told, all of which I totally agree with. Riker takes the job and now him and Jordy are flying. Jellico tells the Cardassians he got he's got the weapons ready, blah blah blah. The Cardassian agrees to the terms and Jellico demands Picard's release immediately. Picard tries to smash the pad, but he knew it was futile. It just felt good to do it. He's told the ship is burning and he has to stay there forever, but if he says there are not four lights, he can live a nice life. The guard comes in to take him home and he yells, There are four lights. It was a whole ruse of the Cardassian just trying to get him to say it. He comes back to the ship. Jellicoe leaves and no one even says anything like thanks for like helping save our lives. And then Picard talks to Troy and it's like, well, it's over. <laughs> like it was the end. It was, it was over really fast. It was for such a, an intense episode. Yeah. And what do you think about this episode? Tell me. Well, as a child, I seem to recall more, butt, mm. more bare, butt. Mm-hmm. And now that I was watching intently and um, with expectation, I was let down slightly. Also, um, <laughs> what I think I missed uh, when I was younger is that he had uh, he um, disclosed to Troy that he actually did see five lights, or he was going to say that he saw five because he was just being tortured so badly. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh. And then I thought, good for him. And then I also thought about Discovery and Michael Burnham and how she was like stuck in the agitator and all those things that she did. Anyway, um, it was a good episode. The Cardassians are kind of dicks. They're, I think, the best villain in Star Trek. And that's hard to say because I love the Borg. But um, I think that the Cardassians are are the most frightening because of the fact that the things that they have done are very realistic to things that have happened in human history. When you think of the occupation of other countries by Germany or the, um, you know, when you think about how they attacked Bajor and, they, you know, if you watch yeah. Deep Space Nine, you know more about how bad the Cardassians really are in their treatment of prisoners and like they're good yeah. villains. Yeah, they really are because, you know, you've got like the brute force of the Klingons who are driven by their sort of warrior lifestyle. And then it's the Borg. I mean, the Borg are terrifying because, mm-hmm. you know, you don't want to be assimilated like we were in the 40 experience. Mm. There's something in my spine. It's that real. I'm... Yeah. <laughs> Running away. Someone... Running away with a gut full of holy rings of beta Z, a hamburger <laughs> and two Borg spheres. <laughs> I, I don't feel well. So I should have left her behind. <laughs> 20,000 calories in 10 minutes. It's That's what eating out does. Vegas, baby. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going to be healthy. I'll get a Caesar salad. Fucking <laughs> family style. The largest salad I've ever seen. A loaf of bread on top of it. <laughs> There's a whole wedge of Parmesan. You can create it yourself. You're like, I'll just have... <laughs> You're like, I'll have a rum and coke. Here's a mason jar full of seven ounces. Four shots of fucking <laughs> two o'clock on a Tuesday afternoon. Yeah. Anyway. Um, this is why all, I'm fat. All, all to say, <laughs> you're so not. All to say, I liked this episode. It delivered. I mean, it was kind of campy because of, you know, the, the time when it was done. But I still really <laughs> liked it. Mm-hmm. yeah you yeah. i wrote three sentences <laughs> i didn't even write any <laughs> sentence number one i liked part one better than part two personally <laughs> sentence number two i liked jellico <laughs> i can't even say it <laughs> tell me <laughs> it's not even funny i just have the giggles <laughs> i <laughs> i liked jellico in some ways quite fine 
So he's what? Like, proper grammar. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> Sentence number three. I am glad to have rewatched this. <laughs> like, oh, it's so sweet. I got nothing to say. <laughs> I liked him quite fine. <laughs> Governor, like, what the fuck? Yeah. Who am I all of a sudden? Yeah. It's as though I knew I would be drinking heavily when we did this because I'd be overexcited, but actually finally seeing your face. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I, I, yeah. Um, so, all in all, good episode. Great episode. Both of them. I'm glad that this was, yeah. It was fun. I enjoyed watching it. Yeah. It was good times. Let's go through some fast facts. Okay. You start. Captain Jellico orders Deanna Troy to wear a proper Starfleet uniform. Even after Jellico's departure, Troy continued to wear this uniform for the rest of the series. This delighted Marina Sirtis as the uniform reminds the audience that she is, in fact, an officer with command authority. As for fans, the general consensus was widespread approval for this change with the general agreement that Troy looked great in the uniform. And yes, points for Jellico for doing this because I did not think that that was anything rude. I think it was very appropriate. And I, like I said before, I really liked him because I liked his style of... I don't know. I kind of feel like I'd be like him. So love oh. him or hate me, I'd get the job done. I think of. I, yeah, I think I was just against him because he was put into that position. And I've just been in government. I've been in positions where people are put into leadership roles that shouldn't be, but it's, oh, yeah. it's not like I know the guy or anything. And he really, he had, there was nothing wrong. He just had a different way of leading. Mm-hmm. And truly, it was Riker who was being a dick. Like, oh. are you the best pilot on the ship? And I'm like, fuck, since when? Who fucking knew this? I didn't know this. Fucking, no. I thought he was the best jazz musician on the <laughs> ship. <laughs> That's a trombone. I don't know. <laughs> trombone. Trombone. Good one. <laughs> All right. In 2012, Michael Dorn. He plays Worf. I was just going to say. Related a story about the production of this episode to the cast of the uh, TNG at the Calgary Expo. During shooting, while he, Patrick Stewart, and Gates McFadden were working in the tunnels of the set for Celtris 3 at the Paramount Stage 16, Dorn and, St- Dorn and Stewart started laughing uncontrollably. I can only fucking imagine. There were many... <laughs> Many straight cats roaming around Paramount Pictures, and as the set was covered with sand, they- <laughs> the cats frequently used it for cat litter. Dorn asked Stuart what he was laughing about, and he said, I don't know how I got here. I was at a seminar at Santa Barbara. The next thing I know, I'm crawling around in cat shit. <laughs> I love that. That's what I love about conventions are these great stories that they remember and they're so funny. Remember when, when you went up to ask a question, I was like behind you, like, who's the biggest troublemaker on the set? Who's like the biggest troublemaker? And then uh, I just blacked out because it was like, they're (laughs) looking at us. eyes were like right on us and he had those nice slacks. Oh God, he wears a good pair of slacks. I tell you what. And so it was him and Jonathan Frakes. Oh my God. On the stage. Flash Mountain, ladies. Jesus, mother of God. All I remember is there was something about a robe. I don't even remember. I blacked out. <laughs> I did. I somehow managed to get back to the room. Remember when we <laughs> popped open the bottle of Ed Hardy wine in the middle of the Ed Hardy champagne? Thanks. Let's be obnoxious 20 something white girls and pop a book Ed Hardy champagne as if we're something special. And then we got so drunk and I was like, I got to go. <laughs> bathroom and you didn't hear me and you were like reaching out like I'm never going to see her alive again and I do not remember getting to my room I remember <laughs> trying the wrong door with my card and then when I walked in I was like I didn't think I'd make it so we were in the central tower at the Hilton and we had just finished talking to a couple of people who were like super nice and then you're like yeah and so and that you just nice. fucking bolted in the wrong direction and I was like she's not gonna make it <laughs> And then, like, I get back to the hotel room, you're fucking face down, face planted, arms out, like a T on on the bed, and and you're still dressed. And I was, like, I was fairly intoxicated, so I was, like, do you need me to check your breathing? And you're, like, no, I'm fine. And then, like, you woke up at 6.30, and you're, like, 
oh (laughs) and then i think we both had a bunch of bagels that morning oh no or yeah that was a different year year. hash browns yeah like five hash browns do we just go to like the paradise cafe probably Probably. oh remember you taken off and i was like she's gone for Fog Leo yeah. got me. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's oh, another fucking story for this. Death threats. Um, the uh, thing you, is, you're doing Vegas right when you get a death threat. Yeah, no doubt. And you can print off the death threat because you <laughs> 20 got minutes to use a you have an upgraded room. <laughs> <laughs> and then you go in your pajamas to the security desk at 10 p.m. Oh. because you're lame and you don't know that Jonathan Frakes is at the bar next door. <laughs> and you're not wearing any makeup and you're quite concerned. Pajama pants. Yeah. Um, I um, was asked today to um, give my request for vacation days for the year. I mean, it's obviously I can move it around and change it, but I put in a request for the entire month of November off because I have so many vacation (gasps) days and I put off, I requested the week off for STLV in August. Should that be a possibility to go to? Who knows? I carried over. Well, no, um, because I think I can only carry over 70 70. hours, Mm -hmm. but I, if I could carry over all the vacation I didn't take, I could have carried over 149 hours. Which is almost my entire allotment for the year. Yeah. Excuse me again. Is it my turn? I'm crawling. It in is. Ca- I'm crawling in cat shit. shit. Cat shit. What's what's that from? Cat shit. Anything? I don't you think so. You make God. Oh, the other part about the Ed Hardy champagne that you bought from the gift shop for ten dollars. Like, and remember, I bought that. <laughs> Chalada, Budweiser, Clamato. Oh. Mint in the tall can anyway yeah do you like kombucha i'm in love with it now do you want to make it i have a scoby for you i don't know how to make i don't know anything about it. i just know that i bought a few cans of like and it's like juicy soda pop it's so good um kombucha is delicious so i have made my own kombucha for years and so next time i make a new batch uh i'll make a new scoby for you and i'll uh i'll give it to you and then I'll give you it in some kombucha and then you can make your own. It's really easy. Do you know how to boil I water? I can do that. That's all you need. Amazing. This is amazing. It's really awesome. Um yes, I love kombucha so much. I'm so excited. Uh, big day. Huge day. Yeah. All right. The producers wanted to establish Jellico as a more by the book captain than Picard through subtle differences. Whenever he entered the bridge, a member of the crew announces his arrival, which is so dumb. He insists on crew members wearing full uniform whenever they are on duty. And where Picard says, make it so, Jellicoe has a catchphrase of his own. The less friendly, get it done. Get her done. Get her done. I have one question, and you may, or I'm going to burp too. I want to know what your catchphrase is. I think it's just saying. Just saying. (laughs) Or, or factor nine, just saying. Like just it. saying. Or anyway, like, <laughs> to, to like kind of dismiss what I just said. Yeah, you both look good. Anyway, <laughs> oh God. um, I have a question you might not be able to answer because it might be a spoiler. But I know that Saru is trying to also get his getter done, make it so, make it happen, punch it, that kind of thing. Does he get there? Mm, I don't know actually. I don't Oh, so maybe recall. not. I don't yeah, I wasn't paying enough attention for that. Oh, okay. I feel like it would be a pretty big deal if if he did. Um okay, so the next fast fact. Are you ready? I'm ready. Pat Patrick Stewart was ecstatic to be able to work with Ronnie Cox, whoever the fuck that is. That's Jellico. Oh. Ah, Jabroni. Cox's first lead role had been in Deliverance, 1972. Never seen it. Directed by John Borman. Stewart's first lead role had been in Borman's subsequent film, Excalibur, also about uh, redneck butt sex. (laughs) (laughs) I understand that's what Deliverance is about. Oh I'm going to make it squeal it. like a pig. Oof, yeah. I've never seen it, but I'm very well aware of that scene. Uh, Captain Picard, Jean-Luc Picard, 
is relaxing in his quarters after being on the holodeck. You clearly see his William Shakespeare book on the stand and open. Later, <laughs> Captain Jellico is speaking with Captain Picard in the ready room and is only then given his Shakespeare book. So it is the Shakespeare book. I thought Continuity. it was an archaeology book. I thought it was the Bible. At approximately 12 minutes, 18 seconds into the episode, when Captain Jellico enters the turbo lift to leave the bridge, he pauses in the open door to give an additional instruction to the commander, Riker. Uh, what do we call him? Riker, or I can't remember. And Lieutenant Commander Data. As the captain pauses... Picard. Ricard. <laughs> Picard, Ricard. As the captain pauses, the wooden door frame... <laughs> the wooden door frame of the... <laughs> the wooden door frame of the turbo lift set is clearly visible. Clearly. <laughs> there is there is a knot oh. in the wood visible by the captain's left elbow. That makes me upset because I, <laughs> I really think this is real. Not, honey, it's not. What? Don't say that. Um, no. Patrick Stewart, that's Picard, prepared for the scenes of Thank you. Sir Captain. Sir Patrick Stewart, prepared Ah. for the scenes of torture by reviewing tapes provided by Amnesty International. He agreed to perform the first torture scene naked, but only as long as it was on a closed set. So that means that it's just like the director, Director, camera guy. Maybe a a gaffer, I don't know. And a fluffer. (laughs) (laughs) Hold in here. Bye. The last <laughs> TNG episode to air before uh, the Deep Space Nine uh, aired began on January 3rd, 1993. The Cardassians <laughs> play a pivotal role on Deep Space Nine. What kind of fucking <laughs> fast fact is that? Thanks, IMDb. Did you know that Star Trek Deep Space Nine occurs on a space station in space? In Could it be? <laughs> During Picard's torture, he sings the first two lines of the French song I'm now going to butcher, Sur la Pont de Avignon. Oh, that was beautiful. I don't know if I got the last part right. I think sur, you did. And I wonder if it's a ringtone. Sur la Pont de Avignon. I don't know how the song goes. Do you know? I thought that that was very like reminiscent of me in the last year falling asleep to Care Bears because I'm trying to regress into childhood because I'm so stressed out. Oh no. Oh god. And that it was just like a self-soothing thing for him. I will not change your diaper if you get that far. I will not get that far. (laughs) No wait. The explosive diarrhea doesn't allow for it. It's real. At the 50th anniversary Star Trek convention in Las Vegas in August 2016, fans voted this and Star Trek The Next Generation Chain of Command, Part 1, the joint seventh best episode of Star Trek. In the entire franchise. And did you know, another little fun fast fact out of the blue here, the episode of Discovery that just aired made it the eighth hundredth thing to be produced by that's star trek so all the episodes of like the animated series lower decks of the movies blah blah, blah short track hundred thing to be produced that's star trek that is so cool right oh i'm so happy and also 2021 is the 20 year anniversary of the beginning of enterprise it's been a long road getting from there to here it's been a long time it gets better in like season three or four where they change the theme song to like a less change the theme song theme song spoiler they, alert well they cha- they cha- they keep the they keep the song but they make it less fucking Kenny Chesney Whoa. okay whoever sings it it's a little more um tolerable very cool yeah I got some would you rather's for you I'm ready would you rather be Captain Jellicoe's second in command for one year? Or be Data's handler and BFF for six months while Jordy is on leave. Oh, God. Okay, no, I would be the number one for uh, Jericho or whatever his name is because I can handle that kind of shit. I cannot handle Data's fucking bullshit. And I'm not a cat person. 
Mm. I'm not going to look after Spot. Yeah. And I'm not going to fucking explain to Data things that humans do. I don't have the time. Yep. What would That's you fair. Oh, I'd, I'd be dutifully beside Jellico with the salute and ready to, to learn from the master. I will frame those children's portraits and uh, eventually <laughs> steal him away from his wife and give her something <laughs> to be mad about. I mean, I don't give a shit. Space you know, you, you said dutifully. Hmm. I also think you mean beautifully. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> Did I tell you that I have a hair appointment and I'm going to get balayage who am i all of a sudden what is this 2018 welcome to balayage life i'm going on the 19th to get my refreshed bitch. Oh my God. what um how bright are you going on the bottom i'm going full-on chernobyl yellow and by that i mean i'm going for subtle olivia benson honey highlights Oh, that's going to look so pretty. You're going to love it. Also, I'm excited. Get, get the money, ask for the money pieces here. Okay. Okay. Your face framers. I'm, I'm going to go in and be like, Mary, look, Mary, Mary, look, look, Mary. I'm 40. I don't want to look it, but I love Olivia Benson, but I don't want you to cut my hair too much. What can we do? Yeah. She's going to, she'll kill it. Um, she's like the best. She did Pam Anderson's hair. So she's the best. Ugh. Say hi to her for me. I remember I was getting, I had like a crisis haircut because I was having a stressful time. And I went to her salon back when she worked for um, whatever. Mm. Anyway, and she wasn't there. And there was a guy that was working. I'm like, look, man, like I'm I'm Mary's client, but can you cut my hair? And then she ended up coming in to to get something. And I was like, Mary, no, don't look away. Look away. (laughs) You weren't available. She's like, I don't give a shit. Um, She's great. Also, balayage is good. And something about Bordy. Oh, did you ever watch SNL? Have you ever seen? It's a show called SNL. It's on Uh Saturdays. Yeah. Um, I think so. Saturday Night Live or something. Yeah. Anyway, um, but there's this character named Sally O'Malley that Molly Shannon played. Yes. Yeah. That sounds familiar. Where she's talking, you need another 10 years for this, but um, it, her character is a 50-year-old woman who wears like this red pantsuit. Yes. Yeah. And so she's very... Um, confident in being 50 and so she's like i kick and stretch and kick i'm 50 love it years old anyway i've been obsessed with it for like the last sort of three days Mm. anyway molly shannon's amazing in general she's so Um, good i am so embracing of my being 40 that i literally spent 20 minutes the other day in front of a miniature mirror and tweezers and removed all of the gray hair that had grown into my head (laughs) (laughs) because it was i'm not ready i get it it's okay i it uh, it's okay I have another would you rather. Oh, perfect. So, Haley, you've been captured by the Cardassians and you're about to be tortured. Which method of torture do you choose? One, force-fed chocolate five times a day or tickled for 10 minutes straight three times a day? Tickled, and I'll tell you why, workout because of laughter. All right. I don't like chocolate. I have to choose the chocolate over. Well, I like chocolate, so it's kind of a no-brainer. But for me, tickling is such a it can't Never, be held account, can't be held accountable for the violent reaction. I hyperventilate. I I kick. I punch. I cannot be tickled. I cannot. I can't even get a pedicure because I've gone and I've kicked the girl in the face accidentally by jerking my foot. Because as soon as she touches my feet, I'm like, I tickle my own feet. And apparently, you're not supposed to be able to tickle yourself. Just like you can't open your eyes sneezing. I can tickle myself on my feet. I'm tickling myself right now, and I hate it. There's a part in my rib that my dad, throughout my whole life, no matter like what size or age I am. He's able to be like, beep, like right into my ribs. And I'm like, no, um, <laughs> it's not that it bothers me. I'm, I'm okay with tickling generally. I know that my mom kicked my brother in the face when he was trying to tickle her as a child. And she's mm-hmm. like, don't. Mm-hmm. And, and then, you know, she kicked him in the face and she's like, well, 
I said, don't <laughs> like, it's don't. like, I no, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't apologize. I mean, it is the warning. I didn't know that about you. It's good to know. Um, I mean, I guess we won't have any tickle fights. No, no. All right. All right. So we got some, uh, we got, I wrote down here what Bill and Dan had, said, had to say about this episode. It's, they obviously didn't say skip it. This is not what that's about because we've gone rogue and we're doing whatever we want to do for episodes, but it's still good to say what they said. So, Haley, what did Dan say about um, this first one? Dan said, simply TNG at his absolute best. Jellico is such a great character, and I wish we got to see more of him and one of the best part two episodes ever. I guess we agree and disagree. <clears throat> Such great acting between Patrick Stewart and David Warner. Warner kills it as this character. Chain of Command is my all-time number two TNG episode. That's huge. Whoa. That is huge, actually. That is huge. That's what she said. Yeah. Like. <laughs> said, this episode is the worst piece of shit. I'm just kidding. <laughs> said, this episode, this, is, episode. <laughs> this episode is one of Star Trek's finest moments across 50 years. That is wow. Yeah. I say see it. I give this episode two out of two butt cheeks. <laughs> what do you say? Do you say see it? I absolutely say see it. Yeah. Yeah. So I good. Love it. Um, I've decided what we're gonna do for our next episode. Oh, have you? I have. We've been spoiled <gasps> by watching this. So we are going to unspoil ourselves and tune in next month or whenever we do another episode when we cover TNG season two, episode 12, The Royale. With no! <laughs> I don't feel well already. I won't be able to record. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever night you choose, I have to wash my hair. I'm busy. I'm busy. Oh, oh I thought that was a Simpsons quote. The Royale with Cheese? It's from Pulp yeah. Fiction. Oh, fuck. It's, so it's a reference to Pulp Fiction. Okay, mm-hmm. all my... <sighs> Simpsons quotes are actually Simpsons referencing other things that you've never seen. Also Archie's. Hmm. Also, I got an Archie for Christmas. What's that? Betty and Veronica Double Digest. I will tell you, though, my brother fucking loved the Power Ranger I got him from Cherry Bomb. He was like, oh my god. He's like, I really want to open this, but I can never open this. <laughs> it's like, you should just open it. That's He's so like, exciting. There's a, t- there's a tattoo. I oh, like, I love it. Open it for the tattoo. Yeah, he loved it. Should we close this out? Yeah. If you enjoy what we're doing here on Trek Rewind and the Trek Geeks Podcast Network, please consider supporting us on Patreon. As a subscriber, you can get access to the unedited recordings of episodes, as well as ex- I know, as well as exclusive content and great subscriber rewards like our annual supporters pin from fan sets and the exclusive Trek Geeks Podcast Network T-shirt, among other things. So, fucking just get it done. Do it. Do it. What the hell else are you gonna do? Thanks to Bill and Dan. Thanks to Five Year Mission and everyone else just for their continued support and for being there with us and for joining us in this new year of 2021. You can find me on Twitter at Trek Rewind. And (laughs) as always, we'd love to hear from you. So yeah, that's it. Tune in next month and we're going to cover the Royale. (laughs) I'm so excited. I can't wait. We have Uh, a bad one. We've been treating ourselves. You know, you're right. You know what? And we will run out of good ones. Oh God. Well, you know, I'm just going to say it right now is um, I'm expecting when we record this next episode that you're going to come at me and say, guess what, Sarah, the next episode that we're going to do is going to be, and you pick it, you pick something, whatever you want to watch. It's going to be the one where the tar man kills Tasha Yar. You want to watch Skin of Evil? I'm afraid of that show don't specifically. No, but maybe I need to conquer maybe my we, fear. Maybe, maybe we need to revisit Q. It's been a while. <gasps> been a while. We do encounter. Oh, we already did encounter at Farpoint. No, we haven't done encounter at Farpoint. It's so no, fun. because they they wanted to. It they was to see it. it. Somebody said. <laughs> so. You know what we should do is take a take a double see it. Um, yeah, I'm not going to suggest any episodes. It's your it's your bag, baby. Yeah, if you're putting the royale on me, I am. 
I'll come back at you double, double fold. <laughs> I see your royale and I raise you, Aquiel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jack Nicholson is behind you. Look out. Music for Rewind is provided by Five Year Mission. They're writing an original song for each episode of Star Trek. Hear more of their music at fiveyearmission.net. Rewind is a production of Coconut Media Works. Executive producers Bill Smith and Dan Davidson. For more great Star Trek discussion, discover the other shows of the Trek Geeks podcast network at trekgeeks.com or find us in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. Mm-hmm.